This is the I Want to Play College Golf podcast. We talk to those who coached and those who have played college golf, so you can learn what it takes to be a college golfer. Are you ready to tee off? Let's go. Sadie Engelman, Thamper Golf. How did you get started with golf? Yeah, so my dad had a membership at a course um, in Austin, and he played a little bit, um, not too much, but I would go out there with him because he was a stay-at-home dad. So I'd go out there with him, and and I would pick up his clubs and hit it around, and he kind of realized I had a I had a natural swing, so he got me lessons and kind of just spiraled from there. Got into young tournaments and practiced all the time. So that's so cool. And what was your typical day like in your junior career? In my junior career, um, so I went to public school, so I had a pretty hefty um, school day, which typically started eight fifty, went to about one thirty in the afternoon. And usually from about two to six, I'd be practicing at the golf course, whether it be on the driving range, putting green, or playing. I played a lot. My dad was always out there with me um, practicing, still is, still is today. Um, but yeah, and then I'd go home and do homework, and it started all over. But I played golf pretty much every day. So golf usually Monday. It was fun. I mean, I never got tired of it or anything. So That sounds so nice. Did you work more on your short game or your full swing? I'd say... When I was younger, I worked really hard on my short game kind of to ingrain that into my game. But as I got older, um, things started to go, you know, get harder in your swing. So I worked a bunch on that. But I'm kind of going back to short game and putting now especially. Oh, that's very nice. And obviously you're in Stanford. So how do you manage to balance between school and golf? Yeah, so I mean, I haven't had a true experience of a season yet since I'm a freshman and we're on Zoom. But I think it'll be the same. I mean, I've balanced school and golf for the past four or five years. Uh, I mean, I think it'll be harder because obviously it's more rigorous and we'll have more tournaments. But I know a lot of girls on the team know how to do it, so they'll bring me under their wing and hopefully teach me how to do it. But I think I think it'll be fun, and I'm excited to play for a team like Stanford. That's so cool. And in 2016, I believe you're a freshman. You won the PGA Junior Series at Arbor Links, which is so yeah. awesome. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, so if I remember correctly, it was in Nebraska, um, and it was to qualify for the PGA Championship, um, which would be my first year to play in that. That was a really fun one, I remember. Um, I kind of I was out of my element because I was so far from home, but it was fun because me and my dad had explored Nebraska a little bit, which was fun. And the golf course was really cool, and I met some really neat people. And then I did end up winning, um, which was nice. And then that got me into the PGA Championship, was pretty, pretty much at the time one of the biggest tournaments I would, I would play in. And I'd heard so much about it, which was exciting. So, mm-hmm. That's really cool. And you also played in the U.S. Junior and the U.S. Am that year. How was that experience? Yeah, so that year was good. Um, as I was really young playing in the Am especially, um, the Junior was oh, – that was – well, do you remember where that was? Was that 2016? Was that the year I medaled? Yeah, 2016. Okay, yeah. So tw- it, that was my second junior. Really good experience. I Expectations were so low going into that tournament because I was so young. I mean, winning winning medalists didn't even cross my mind. And when I figured out I had one, um, or at least tied, it was, it was pretty fun. It was cool to get the medal and everything. I mean, I lost the first round of match play, but, you know, I couldn't expect much at that young age. Um but playing in the USGA events were so cool because, I mean, that's that's top tier as your junior and amateur. And, like, playing in the AM, I played with 
it was interesting. I played with a Stanford girl before I'd even looked at Stanford. So I think that was one of the things that got Stanford on the map for me. And just learning how to play the distances and play the courses and seeing, wow, there's a lot of talent out here was probably the most important thing to me. Yeah, that was so awesome. And I was going to ask right after you played in the PGA Championship. Can you tell us about like how, well, I guess you already told us how you qualified. Tell us about experience. Experience, yeah. Um, so that was, like I said, probably the biggest junior event I had played so far. If I remember, it was in Texas. Um, it was like two hours from my home, which was pretty cool because um, I knew a lot of people there. Um, it was kind of familiar grounds. It was a really good course. But I got there, and I was just, I was overwhelmed, honestly. I mean, there was we had a locker room, we had food for us. Like I was I was in, I was like, wow, this is the life. Like I've made it. But it was really fun. I'm not sure how I finished, but I know I did have a lot of fun that that week and again experienced the just the caliber of players that junior golf had. Yeah, it sounds like such a fun event. And in 2017, you won a lot of AJJ Invitationals, but you also won two AJGAs, I believe, which were the Bishop Gate and the Under Armour. Can mm -hmm. you talk about that experience? Yeah, so my first Open I won was the Bishop. Really good experience. I had, I think I went, what was it? No, I don't, I don't know if I went wire to wire or not, but I know that I was always in contention in that tournament, and the last day was like, I just played really well. I played against some older girls that I had known. I'd grown up with pretty much, and it was just a battle to the end and making the last putt feel really good and making the speech and getting, I think the bag was what I was most excited about um, as we all were. And then I won the Jordan Spieth Under Armour tournament, which probably was one of the peaks of my junior golf career because I got to meet Jordan and do a practice session with him. And of course, winning the tournament was awesome too. Probably one of the, my favorite courses I've ever played Texas at Trinity Forest, but that was a fun win too. Um, I know the last day we played nine holes because of the weather, kind of a weird day, but coming out with the win there was, was pretty good. Yeah, that sounds so cool. Did you deal with any pressure there or? Yeah, I'd say that tournament, I probably started, you know, at Bishop Gates, I was still young. Uh, I mean, I was, I was young, both of them, but I was less experienced. And once I started to realize, oh, wow, there's trouble out here. Like there's, there's, consequences um I definitely started to get nervous I remember coming down the last few holes and knowing I had to I had to do, make some birdies to um get the win and I know like my competitors were not giving up at all Haley Cooper for example was grinding it out to the last minute so I knew I had to make birdies and I I converted a lot of them which was good so but yeah I think that it was a, there was a lot of pressure and in 2017, you also won your Texas State Championship. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, that was fun, too. Um, again, winning at home is always fun. It was like 30 minutes from my house. That was probably the first time I ever shot that low in the tournament, um, which was cool to see I could actually do it because I'd seen so many people go that low, and I never thought I was, it was possible for me to. And I did that week, and I, it was fun. I've always I've grown up playing that golf course. And again, a lot of good competitors there. So that was a, that was a good win for, for me near home. In 2018, you won the uh, – <laughs> so forgive me if I, like, pronounce it wrong. Like the – Shen Shen Shen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely one of the best days of my life. 
I had, I mean, since I started AJGA, I've always dreamed of winning an invitational. And whether or not I thought that was reality or not, I don't know. But the last day, I, um, it was pretty much a match between, uh, like a match play, like competition between me and Yalimi No. And it was crazy because we kept going back and forth. And yes, there was pressure, but it almost like I was, it's like I forgot the pressure because it was like head to head with her. And I was like so focused on my shots. And I just kind of went into like a, a mode that I've never seen. And I had three strokes going to the last hole, which was good. Because that's always, you know, you don't want to to have that uh, small of a lead going in. But that was good. I played the last hole like I wanted to. And I mean, I can't even like describe to you the feeling I had afterwards. Um, but yeah, that was cool. Yeah, you sound so determined. And that same year you participated in the I don't know how to turn up. Yeah, like the Wyndham Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that was my first Wyndham Cup. Again, as a junior golfer, we all dream of playing in the Wyndham Cup for like the West or the East. And I finally got into that. And honestly, it's so true when people say it's the best week of your life. Like I met so many good friends. Like I will have memories that last a lifetime. Like just the making all the putts with your teammates and screaming on the course and the chants and the colors and everything. It's, it's just like un- unlike anything else. And I was lucky enough to play two years this year. We didn't get the chance to, but it was, it's, it's one of the best junior golf tournaments I think they have. It sounds like it's a great experience. And in 2019, you took second at the Rolex tournament of champions and you participated in the Ping Solheim cup. Can you tell us about those experiences? Yeah. So the Ping Solheim cup, I, I don't know. I'm speechless about that. Like it was, I went to Scotland with 11 of pretty much my best friends who I'd grown up playing junior golf with and just getting to play in Scotland already was amazing, but getting to play for a team, the USA um, against the Europeans was just such an experience. Like just the way the golf course was set up was so unlike any golf course I've ever played and just playing this, like the team at the, the formats with, the, with their teammates and then it got better when we got to like hang out with the actual Solheim uh, Cup girls like Nellie Corda and Jessica and Paula Cre- or, and Morgan Pressel and Lexi and all that. So I think that was that was pretty cool just getting to see them and getting to see them in action um, the first day of their event. And then we won our portion of it, which was even better. Um, coming out with a win or a loss would have been just fine with me. I had an experience of a lifetime, but the win was so cool because there's so many people around and just like making the, everyone watching the last putt being made was so cool. Yeah. Congrats. That sounds so great. And last year or in 2020, you won, Oh, sorry. You didn't, you participate in the USM and the Texas women's open. Can you tell us about mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So this, to start the summer off, I played in the Texas women's open. I'd never played before and I hadn't played, in quite a while because we were in quarantine um, for the, the few months prior. But the Texas Women's Open was really fun. Uh, I went in not kind of looking at the field. And the first day, I'm standing on the putting room with my dad, and I look over, and I see Jarena Pillar, Stacey Lewis, and Brittany Lang. And I was like, wow, this is, this is for real. Like, this is serious. And I ended up playing really well there, um, which I was excited about um, with some good, good competitors. I think I took seventh. And yeah, it was cool. Um, the golf course was really neat, and it wasn't pre- it was close to my house. So, but yeah, that was fun competing with girls like that. And then the AM, the AM was really fun. Um, it was a 
first USGA event I've qualified since 2016, which is, I guess, embarrassing, but I guess good at the same time. I'm not the best at the one-day qualifiers. But, yeah, this year was fun. I mean, it was a little weird because of the whole corona thing. We had masks and everything, but everything was pretty – we had locker rooms. We had meals, and I got to make – I got I made it to match play, which was one of my main goal. I've learned that I need to work on my match play skills. But it was fun because I got some TV time and I got some, some friends back home got to watch and my mom got to watch. So that was cool. You played in the Toyota Junior World Cup twice mm-hmm. in Japan. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, that honestly, when I think about that, golf doesn't even come to mind. Like the experience was crazy. Like that was my first time traveling out of the country and having Japan as your first experience is definitely different. The culture, the everything is it just unlike anything I've ever seen. So the first time I went, the plane ride's very long. It's like 14 hours and you get there and the time change is crazy. I've never experienced jet lag. It was the first time of that. I got there and I cried because I didn't know where I was. I was hungry and I was tired and it was crazy. But that week was really fun because I had some, I had teammates, Gina Kim and uh, Haley Cooper, which is two girls I had grown up admiring and I got to play with them, which was cool. Uh, the food was definitely different, definitely strange, but it was a really good experience. And the golf course was gorgeous, like walls of trees that I've like never seen before. And I don't even remember how we did that week, but it was just a cool experience. And then I went back the next year and I think it was a better experience because I kind of knew I brought some snacks with me knowing I wasn't exactly a fan of the food, but yeah, both experiences were really great. And I think we... We took third the second year, which was cool. But playing on a team is always fun. That sounds so cool. And how's your experience at Stanford? Well, I mean, as of now, I haven't really experienced much. But in the online classes that I have taken, I really enjoyed it. I like school, um, and it met my expectations. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like extremely difficult. Like I wasn't struggling to the max or anything which was good so I had time to practice and I had time to do school and the people that I got to interact with were really cool um I really wish we could do it in person but I guess soon I will get to meet some of those people and make some friends um but I can't speak for when I visited campus I think I've been there three or four times it's it's gorgeous the dorms the outside the facilities incredible and I'm so excited to start getting to practice at Siebel at our academy there and I think I can definitely get better on our golf course. Um, it's difficult and challenging in different ways. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I, I wish I could tell you more about my experience, but hopefully I'll have a little bit more of it next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like such an amazing school. And can you tell us about your recruiting process? Yeah, um, so I kind of started – my generation was allowed to commit whenever. Um, so I started looking at schools when I was in seventh grade, which sounds crazy now that I think about it. And I, I kind of just stayed in Texas. I just looked at the local schools. I looked at Texas. I looked at a and I looked at SMU, TCU, kind of just some re- schools around. And A&M had always kind of been a school that I thought I would go to. I was offered there in eighth grade. I definitely almost committed. It was a hard choice because, I mean, you throw an offer like that in eighth grader and you're thinking, oh, wow, of course, I want to go tell everyone I'm committed to school in eighth grade. But I'm glad people told me to wait because I would have never been at my dream school. And so about freshman, maybe late freshman year, um, I got an email from Stanford and I was like, wow, I mean, that kind of opened my eyes. 
And I was like, okay, maybe I can get a school that like, I would never think to even look at because I didn't think I could get in. So I started looking at them and Stanford's one of the only, or the, the only school that asked me for my SAT score. So I was like, oh, wow, like they're serious. Like this is no plan around. So at that time I was kind of getting into more school and studying and I liked it a lot. So I studied for the SAT and I took it twice. And the first time I got the score they had asked, so I was able to commit, um, which was nice. And I think that was March of my sophomore year. So I felt if for my, it was like late, right? But now you can't even commit when you're a junior, barely. But yeah, I got to commit there, um, commit to the process at least. And then I had to get, they told me what I had to make my senior year of high school of grades wise. And they, I had to make all 90s or and above, which was, it was tough in all AP courses um, that had, they had asked me to take. But I think it kept me kind of going and less senioritis. I was like, I actually have a goal. I have, I have to, I have to reach. So I was like, Oh, I can't slack off, but it was fun. I knew, I knew where I was going. And I know a lot of people in my class kind of envied that. I know when they were getting, they were starting to do their applications. They're like, you're so lucky. I'm like, okay, listen, I've practiced all my life for this. Like, <laughs> but, and then the application process wasn't that hard since I was only doing it to one school and I got in, I guess, May of the year before my senior year. So I was kind of done. Um, and then I just waited for me to start. That sounds so exciting. And this is like pretty obvious, but what made you pick Stanford? You know, I thought I should, I mean, there's many reasons, the coaches, the facilities, the weather, the everything, you know, but I really thought that I should take advantage of a school that I might not be able to get into and a school that I know has a good enough team to win the NCAA. That's my end goal to definitely just win a national title with a team that I love. And the team, I knew the team she was building. I, I loved every one of the girls. I've, I've grown up playing with them in junior golf, AJGAs. I think it's a really well-bonded team. And I know the coaches, Coach Walker is just, she's going to be a good coach. I can just tell. I'm excited to start with her. And yeah, I mean, there are so many different aspects of it. There's not really a downside except it being so far from home. Yeah, that's really great. And obviously, the coaches picked you for your tremendous golf. But do you think there's also other factors that they picked you for? Um, I definitely think my coach looks for character in people. I know there's coaches who just want good golfers. And I mean, that's great. But you have to have a bonded team to be able to win, I think. It's very little drama on the team. I know that. I think she looks at the parents as well. I think she just looks at a family orientation, you know, just like, how they are as a family, how they interact with each other. Um, it's kind of rare because I'm from Texas, and that's not a, the kind of place that California schools usually go to. And I know my teammate Rachel Hex from Tennessee, also another southern state. But I think she really just wants the team to be diverse and have, you know, different different views and but get along so well. So I think that that's definitely a good a part. But the golf is also. Yeah, that sounds really great. And what path did you take to build up your junior golf scoreboard and AJGA ranking? That's an interesting question. So there's kind of two ways to go about it. There's just playing whatever you can, getting the experience, and there's playing the game, as they call it. Um, I think me and my dad kind of committed to just always playing tournaments, getting experience. And, you know, you got you, you to keep doing good to stay on top. Like, if you're playing that many tournaments, one by tournament's going to send you to the bottom and that's stressful, but I also think it's a good way to learn. And I was able to reach a pretty high rate or a low high ranking at the end of my 
junior golf career, which kind of proved to myself that I could do it. Um, I definitely, there was times where I played the game, like certain months where I wanted to get into the Solheim cup where you gotta, you gotta take, you, you can't take big risks on that. Cause that's something I've, I just, I knew I wanted to be part of, but for the most part, I just, I just kept playing tournaments and rankings will happen. And if they don't, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. That sounds like such a great advice. And how do you go about building up your AJGA ranking for someone who's just starting out? I would say play tournaments that you know you can compete in, right? So if you're 14, if you're 15, go play in the Junior All-Stars. Like, there's no there's no harm in that. Like, go win you a couple, and that's going to get you points. Because if you're, if you're playing in the Opens and you're coming in 10th, half the field, you're getting very small points. And whereas if you can compete with these people your age and win a tournament, then you're getting up to these bigger tournaments. And I don't know if my – the way I did it, I played in, I think, three or four – junior all-stars and I was lucky enough to actually get into an invitational. So I didn't play an open before I played an invitational, but I built myself up. Like I kind of, I started low and I won a few and I knew I, I, I could compete. Right. So then I, I went on and I think that's a good way to, you know, start and just don't, just don't throw someone into the, the high waters and expect them to <laughs> play good right away. But you definitely, I definitely played tournaments where I got my butt kicked. So, you know, it, it's, it's all experience, a learning experience. Yeah, that's that's a great advice. And do you recommend juniors to play amateurs? Yeah, I do. I think that's a that's a big key to it because you're not always going to be playing these junior golfers. Like you're going to be playing college girls. You're going to be playing um, different courses, different links, different styles. And you know, right now I'm figuring out that because AJGA rankings are not that's not a part of my life anymore. Like Wagger is where it is, and if you build that from a young age, then I think that's also important, um, getting you into bigger tournaments when you graduate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. And I'm sure there's many other great tournaments besides AJGA. What other tournaments do you recommend juniors play? Yeah, so I think USGA are definitely top tier, right along with the AJGA. Very hard to get into, um, which I think is a good experience to play a lot of those qualifiers um, and do get that experience. But I think during the summer, there are more tournaments like there's the like the LNGA Ladies Golf Association tournaments. They're usually in the south. Right now, I'm ex- uh, there's these tournaments called the WAPT, and it's, it's actually a mini tour. So it's, it's a paying tournament if you're not an amateur. But as an amateur, you can play, and it's honestly just competition. That's what I'm playing some of those right now just to stay in competition. Other amateur events. I mean, I just, play, I just played so many AJGAs because um, they have so many. But yeah, I'd say AJGAs and USGAs. And then, of course, if you get into like a team event, always take that opportunity. Yeah, that's some, <laughs> that's some great tournaments. And um, what mental techniques do you use during tournaments? Um, so if you pretty much ask anyone that knows me, they'll tell you I'm a mental case. And I accept that, right? I've been playing golf a long time and I'm fiery. I'm feisty on the golf course. I've learned how to kind of control it to make myself at least not look like a fool. And I know it doesn't help me. So I've definitely definitely toned it down a little bit. But I think nerves um, have been like a big part of my past two years that I've been really been kind of fighting with. I can't say that I use a specific technique, but I definitely just kind of, I kind of just talk to myself or I write it down. I'll just, I just try to put positivity into my life. If everything else is positive, you can try to make golf positive. And I mean, 
I might sound hypocritical for saying that. I'm, I'm trying my best, though. You know, I've definitely I've talked to different people, um, psychologists, mental sports people, and this definitely helped. But I think this is a a task you have to do on your own, and you have to realize that the one golf shot doesn't mean anything. Like you just got to hit it. Like you just got to hit it, stand up there and hit it. And I'm still teaching myself that, but I think you just got to have fun. Like you got to, you got to realize, wow, I'm like in a different state. I'm playing golf. I'm playing the sport I love. I'm not at school. I get to be playing golf. I can't complain. How many hours do you spend practicing? Practicing. So if I'm going to just practice short game driving, it's about three hours, but Typically, in a, I mean, I pretty much play 18 holes almost every day, so I'd say five to six hours. Um, I think that's the, for me, that's the best way to practice because you're basically in a tournament. You gotta, you gotta hit one shot. You can't just hit over and over. You know, you can hit those shots, right? So you go out to the course and you gotta make it happen. And I like to play against people. Um, I play against all kind of men at my course, and it's good competition. Um, I think that's the best practice for me. Well, yeah, I'd say on a daily basis, anywhere from three to seven hours. Oh, that's a lot. And do you like have a set time for your putting and stuff like that? Or do you just, um, I mean, I typically hit balls and then putt, but I have been increasing my putting time because I found a new drill that's been really been working for me. So I've been working at least, I make myself at least putt for 30 minutes before every round and I've been putting well, so I'm going to keep that up and I hope to start putting longer and it's, it's hard. I mean, obviously, you know, it's hard to putt for that long. It gets boring, but yeah, I think it's definitely helpful. So, yeah, that's great. And do you have any drills you recommend? Yeah. So I've recently, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but there's, it's like two like metal stakes and there's a string in between. You put one behind the hole and one where you're putting. It's a string drill. It really keeps my um, putter straight. And if I do it right before I play, it's like a good mental like reminder on the course. Other drills, I just like to put like three footers, six footers, nine footers and have different goals on how many to make and then like lag putting I like drills it definitely keeps me engaged though yeah they sound really great and fun and how much do you think parents should be involved with someone's game that's a good question I mean I guess we all know like the term the crazy golf dad or the crazy golf mom the crazy golf parent whatever but I definitely think they should be a part of it like I I'm so thankful to have two parents that have been so supportive as I've grown up in golf my dad's traveled everywhere. I mean, I he's never missed a tournament, um, which is awesome. Um, but he definitely knows his boundaries. He definitely knows when to stop, when to console me after a round and not yell at me, and when to tell me, like, Sadie, like, get your head in the game, like, snap out of it. But I do think, especially, like, the recruiting process, I definitely think that should be more on us or the child and not the parents. And obviously during tournaments that's it's all you like don't be on the side like be a supportive parent on the sidelines and don't like it's like they practice all they can this is this is a game like they can't fix it but I definitely think having a supportive parent and a parent that knows kind of exactly when to stop and when to start is is great mm-hmm. yeah that's some great advice and I'm sure you've played in many tournaments both junior and college events do you have any favorites favorites let's see hmm I'd say besides like the team this like the the Wyndham Cups and the Solheim's Cups um which obviously are the the top for me I think the Rolex Tournament of Champions at the end of the year was probably my favorite 
it was always so fun because it was a four, it was a six day event. So we were almost there all week and your best friends were there. People you've grown so close to over that year. And the award ceremony is always so fun to go to, especially if you're getting an award on stage. You feel so special, you know, and the, every, the food's so nice and everything. And after the rounds, we go play ping pong and we hang out at the pool. Um, so it's almost like a vacation with like your best friends. And then the golf course is very hard. And we all get to like, yeah, you can gripe over that after the rounds, um, <laughs> why we hate the bear trap and whatnot. But I think that was definitely the, the most fun. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. And what's your secret sauce of advice for golf and life in general? Make sure it's balanced. Um, I know a lot of people who just golf, 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 and kind of forget that they have a life. And that's when golf kind of starts to become a, something you, you hate. Like I, I am proud that I have, I have a life. I have, I do different things, right? I do practice a lot more and I'm sure people probably don't think I have a life. Like that's probably what they don't, like they don't see, but I do, I go home, I relax, I hang out with people. I spend a lot of time with my parents. I take breaks, you know, and just, I enjoy golf. And if, if I don't want to go out to the course, like I'm going to tell myself it's fine. Like if, if you're not in the middle state, like that's okay. Just, just go practice tomorrow. Right. But I enjoy it every day. I pretty much am addicted to the game and I always want to go out there. So I just, just keep having fun. And if it's, if it's not fun, then it's don't make it huge. Like just, do your life like don't don't miss out on things because because you're not enjoying something mm -hmm. that's so great and finally we're coming to the end what's your advice to junior golfers and parents for junior golfers i'd say enjoy junior golf while you're at it it's probably the best time you'll have in your life pro golf college golf it's it's about work like it's not it's not playing games after the round it's not you know hanging with your friends and i think that's I'm so thankful to have memories like that and I can look back on, I have lifetime friends from that, which is probably good for when we go, when, if we do go to the next level, enjoy every tournament, even if you have a bad one, because it's going to happen. Like no matter what, it's going to happen. And for parents, I'd say when you do have a bad tournament, be there. Don't, don't say, let's go to the driving range right after they play. Give your kid, they give them some space. Like, yeah, you can go practice later, but like, just make sure they know that they can come back tomorrow and it's not, it's not the biggest, it's not the end of the world. Right. It can't. Cause for me, that's going to make me turn off the game, like turn kind of like sideways to the game and be like, oh, this is, you know, but I think if they're just supportive and it's like, yeah, you know, do your thing. If you, if you think you need to practice then practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great advice. And thank you so much for letting me interview yeah. you. Thank you for listening today. Please share this with a friend and subscribe to be sure you get our next episode. Hope your next round is your best round.